Okay, it is now the first week of October. We've got plenty of sports happening. We have hockey back this week. We had the wild card of the playoffs, uh, Major League Baseball playoffs. Uh, we have basketball preseason, basketball loading up. But I'll say this is America. And football is king, and that's what we're here to talk about today. This is Old Brother the Podcast, and I'm, of course, your host, Coop. And I am your co-host, Big O. Yes, football is back in a major, major way. We are a quarter way through the season, and things are shaping up to be Amazing, bro. Yeah. Amazing. Speaking of which, we had a group of rookie QBs that were kind of headlining this draft. Uh, what is kind of, I guess, who has shocked you? Who has impressed you? Who has disappointed you so far in terms of this rookie quarterback class? Man, so as far as the quarterback that has extremely impressed me, like it impressed me extremely, CJ Stroud. Has been the man. Has been the man. It threw four games, 1,200 yards, six touchdowns, no picks, and leading that young young Texans core to a 2-2 two and two record. And I also might add the Houston Texans defense is real. Well, uh, yeah. When you bring in the uh, stud defensive coordinator like D'Amico Ryans, he, of course, is going to have – that. one thing's for sure is he's going to have the defensive side of the ball ready to go. Like, And the Texans defense wasn't, like, too shabby from before, but he just came in and got it right. Um, but I think what has impressed me the most with C.J. Stroud is he's averaging 300 yards plus over these first four games. And against defenses that I might add are pretty decent – yeah. Um we have week 1 against Baltimore they lost uh 25 to 9 but he goes 28 for 44 242 yards. Week 2 is the battle of the rookie quarterbacks in CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson mm-hmm. who I also think is balling out of right. his mind as well. They also lost that game uh 31 to 20 but both of those defenses you can argue the his first 4 weeks as far as the, the as far as the defense he's played has been probably the toughest Stretch of games for any rookie. Yeah, week three against Jacksonville. Not only did they beat them, they whooped on them, mm-hmm. and it was more or less his coming out party because he was twenty for thirty, two hundred and eighty yards, two touchdowns, no picks with a with a rating of one hundred and eighteen point eight. And lastly, last week against the Steelers, we all know the Steel Curtain, how amazing they are defensively. He carved them up for thirty, thirty to six. Threw for 300 yards, two touchdowns, made it made it look like it was easy. And honestly, his honestly his gameplay has not only elevated himself, but has elevated his teammates. In Nico Collins, Tank Dell, mm-hmm. you know, like, and then you got the veteran presence in in in, in um, Robert Woods. I'm really excited to see what this Texans. Um, core does, especially with C.J. Stroud on the Yeah, side. absolutely. I think one thing's for sure is they got to get that run game's got to be a little bit better to help them out. They can't rely on him to just chuck the ball around the field all day, every day. Damian Pierce is, is, a, is a decent running back. They got to be able to get him in some space, get a few open holes, and just kind of – so they can – when they get good leads like this, when they're putting up big yards in the first half, they got to be able to run the ball effectively to kind of help – um, Gardner those wins there down a stretch of games but I have been like you said thoroughly impressed with CJ Stroud uh, going forward but I've also been thoroughly impressed with Anthony Richardson yes. yes I honestly have to give Anthony Richardson an apology I thought really? he was going to be a very middle of the road uh, non-accurate passer Cam Newton type-ish 
quarterback that will that could easily fizzle out in a few years. Anthony Richardson, I guess, with the accompanying of Shane Steichen, their new head coach in Indianapolis, has been proven to be a successful duo so far four games into it. He's not only rushing well with the design runs, but he's shown he's been an accurate passer and he's reading defensively quite well. And he's been great in the red zone. They're using him more like Cam Newton with that big body type. And uh, more design runs in the red zone. He's been efficient and effective so far for these Indianapolis Colts. Absolutely. I definitely agree. Like I said, I feel like um, the emergence of him has also gotten the pass game better. Right. Michael Pittman has really, in my opinion, gotten better. And I also feel like with the addition of Jonathan Taylor Mm -hmm. on the back end, I mean, to be honest, coming into the season, we thought Michael Pittman was going to be a dud of a fantasy yeah. player in terms yeah. of, uh, you know, just coming out with the – because we didn't think the quarterback would play was going to be adequate enough for him to get his numbers. But he, but Anthony Richardson has been has been the man so far. Uh, has definitely been the man. And I'm definitely excited for the team. Again, another team that has a really good defense too. Right. Shaq Leonard there, you know, you got a lot of good pieces. So I'm very excited to see – um, what they do But as far as Rookie quarterbacks That have been eh? Bryce Young man. Yeah number one Overall pick uh, Bryce Young What's has, going on there man? Has not been uh, That good But I have to say It's uh, probably Coming down to His offensive line play And The lack of Weapons That he has At his disposal So he wasn't really Set up for Success uh, Success uh, I would say uh, I don't know how People preseason coming into this division had them winning it with him. I know he's a spectacular college player and he, you know, was amazing at Alabama and all this stuff. But but who is he throwing the ball? Exactly. He's throwing to Adam a 34-year-old Adam Thielen that's and not, that's not it. And a uh, second contract Miles Sanders at the running back. It just doesn't it just wasn't intuitive for success. You could see early on that they have they had a lot of struggles in the offensive line. The defense isn't where it was once was. Obviously, you still have Brian Burns there rushing the passer. It's just it's not conducive for you know winning culture. It just hasn't been good. It hasn't looked good. There's been glimmers of hope, but uh, you know if you don't get this guy some protection and some weapons real fast, it's not it's not going to be good for the, for the Panthers moving forward. No, not at all, not at all. They definitely need 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 to work on that line because that that line looks. Inexperienced and extremely inconsistent, and that's probably the biggest thing as far as the difference between the rookie quarterbacks is their offensive line mm. play. It's really bad. I didn't even know Houston had that good of an offensive line. Yeah, they invested, so they got you know they went made their trade for Ronnie Stanley with Miami. They you know mm. they had a couple high second third round draft picks. You know, to to help fill it in the middle of that line too. So it, it, it is pretty good. They got to work on that run blocking too down in Houston, but. It's it's shaping up to be to be a decent decent future in Houston. I, I, I um, you know, especially when Bill O'Brien went in and just basically shredded that roster with the trading of DeAndre Hopkins, JJ Watt, and and um, Deshaun Watson. That was definitely a do over. That was yeah. They are they are starting from scratch here. No facts, facts. But uh, we hope uh, for the much much success for the rookies moving forward. Um. Let's get into it. You know, we did just talk about how uh, C.J. Stroud beat down on the Steelers, man. What's going on with the Steel Curtain and Mike Tomlin? Is this the, is this going to be the first year that he finishes under five hundred? What is their current record right They're now? They're currently at two and two. Then no, I don't believe so. I believe Mike Tomlin once again finds a way to get it done. Um, I do believe Kenny Pickett needs needs to be a little more acclimated. Um, 
but they do have the pieces and pickings. Fire move is a little hurt. Uh, Johnson is also hurt. So their offense is a little banged up right now. Mm-hmm. So for them to be two and two through a quarter way through the season with <coughs> key pieces banged up, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. So now I do think the defense is still there. They did drop one again to the Texans in, 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 in which we just spoke about, but. If I know Tomlin, if anybody who watches football knows Tomlin, I think he'll get them boys back and ready. And I don't. I think they probably finish nine and eight or something again. Yeah, I think it is going to be a struggle though for them week to week. It's going to be an extreme battle for them to to win games from week to week, just because this offense has struggled so much uh, with their um, offensive coordinator, who is name is slipping my mind right now. But they have not been. Up to par offensively, even dating back to last season, yeah. uh, the run game has been, you know, basically nothing with so Najee cool. Harris. No so no moves Najee, we call him. No moves Najee. I don't know what, what's going on. And I feel like uh, Jalen Warren needs to just take the bulk of the carries. Like, let's be yeah. real. I think the only reason Najee is still back there is because he was a first-round pick. Yeah. You know, but... You have to do away with that notion if you want to win football games. You got to put the best players out there. Mm-hmm. And right now, Najee is not the best player. And it's fine, bro. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, because he had a very, very, I wouldn't even say, I wouldn't say productive. He had a very busy rookie year. Right. Over 300 touches, to be exact. Only put up 1,200 yards, which is. Well, that's because he was getting plenty of dump downs from, from Big Ben. Plenty of dump downs. It was, it, I'm talking about rushing the ball, though. Oh, okay. He had like over 300. Carriers. Oh wow, I didn't know that. For damn near twelve hundred yards. That's nothing. It's just like three point. It's like three point. Yeah, four. You know, yeah, you know me. I'm definitely a fan of efficiency. I just feel like again, Najee has to lose some weight. He's too bulky. Um, or if he wants to move to fullback. Come on, bro. <laughs> you gonna take your first round running back and move him to fullback? Move him to fullback. I don't think give he's him, that bad. Or give him goal line carries. His, bro. I actually think he looks lighter on his feet this year. A little really? bit. He looks a little bit better to me, honestly, this okay. year. But it's still not as efficient as you want it to be. It's not. It's not. He's not moving fast enough to be a running back. It's to me. It's giving Jerome Bettis. <laughs> I'm just keeping it honest. But yeah, now like I said, I, I do I do believe uh, Mike Tomlin is the type of coach to. Put the best players out there to make the best players. So you say you say we may get a little bit more Jalen Warren. I think as the season progresses, the more touches Jalen gets, and the more we see that he's more efficient with it. It's kind of like uh, Zeke and Tony Pollard. Okay, that that same situation right. where Pollard came in and he's obviously the fresher back, but you done invested so much in Zeke, you done gave him all this money, and he was good. But I mean, if you watch, I mean, it was a steady decline. Yeah, yeah. it was a steady decline. Mm-hmm. So I just think uh, Najee's decline is just happening a little earlier. That's all. That's insane, considering you know he's still on his rookie deal. Crazy. <coughs> Which kind of bodes to the point of this whole running back issue, right? You know what I'm saying? It's like why would I why would I pay you? You're gonna be washed in the dirt in life. Like, you know, you're not Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. You're not. At this point, that's the only running back I can think of that is like generational because. Derrick Henry is amazing, but I think this season that uh, Chris McCaffrey is proving why he's like the best running back. That guy, ever. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I would agree. Um, we're going to keep it here in the AFC North, though. Uh, we got some su- two surprising teams. We got the Ravens at the top, but we have the Bengals sitting at the bottom right now, one and three. What the hell's going on with the Bengals? I guess Joe Burrow's not hurt. Yeah, I'm I mean, sorry, sorry. Not healthy. Not healthy. Yes, yeah. I'm sorry. Joe Burrow is that the is- only reason that they're down there? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, definitely not the only reason. Um, I think 
because they didn't have a full training camp with Joe with Joe Burrow there. Mm-hmm. I, and I think every season, I'm starting to realize more and more training camp is very important. Yeah, but you got to realize though, when they went to the Super Bowl, he didn't have the adequate training camp that he um, uh, that you you need going forward, anyways, because he was coming off the injury with the uh, the torn up knee with the Chase Young injury. Because mm. that, that was, was his, the same year. That was his rookie season, correct? I believe so. Yeah, and then they came back the second year and went yeah. to the Super Bowl. So he's never really had an official because he, when coming into the, his rookie season, he had the pancreatitis or something. He had to get his pancreas removed. And, you know, yeah. he still didn't have a full training camp. So they they're used to him not being in camp for man. whatever this for whatever reason this year. It just has not clicked for them yet offensively. I think um, the injury is whatever he's dealing with now is really hindering him from throwing the ball efficiently. Right. I think his past injuries. Didn't necessarily hinder him from throwing the ball as well as we know Joe Burrow to throw mm-hmm. the ball. He, we know he likes to go long, Jamar Chase, big plays. You know what I'm saying? We haven't really seen any of that because of the uh, of the I believe it's a calf injury. Yeah, because of the calf injury, you know, you need your legs to really drive and do do all that stuff. Yeah, and then also the defense hasn't really been yeah. playing up to par either. I think it's a combination of that plus a little tougher schedule this year going into the in, into the year. There's also been, um, you know, like you said, the calf injury. But what's been hindering him is is, is the calf injury leading to the mobility. His his mobility is is kind of like a key part of his game because the offensive line isn't that great. But they, you know, he's yeah. subjecting himself to more and more sacks that he probably doesn't have to take that he would be able to get out of if he was a little bit more mobile. Yeah. And then also like they've been struggling to get the ball to their to their weapons and Jamar Chase and T. Joe Higgins. Mixon. Well T. Higgins has been a little bit banged up too as well. Yeah. And Mixon hasn't been running the ball super efficiently. So I don't I don't know what's going and on with all, that. And offense. if and if all you gotta worry about is stopping Chase, Chase the game becomes so much so easier. much easier. When you, you can lock in on just one guy taking him away and you're not really worried about the rest of the guys who've been That's what I think less effective. Is, you know what I'm saying? I think that Offensively, they're just not gelling because that calf injury is really fucking up Joe Burrow. So that's my personal opinion pertaining to. But that. if you look at their schedule, I think that they can they can run off five or six at the end of the season and probably still sneak into the playoffs here. Who are the last six matchups? So I know they have to play Kansas City at the end uh, in like week seventeen. Here I can pull up the schedule. I'm not. I'm. I'm even though, even though they beat him three straight times, I'm going. Hey to man, I mean, you still Joe Burrow might just have Mahomes' number. You know what I mean? So let's see here. Yeah, game. I know how to beat you, my friend. So last, the last like five games, they got they got Steelers, Jaguars, Colts, Vikings, Steelers again, Chiefs, and then Browns. Mm. So like they could they could definitely run off like five or six at the end of here, but they still got they still got to pay, play the Forty Niners. They still got to play the Seahawks, Bills. I mean, if we're if we're keeping things in the in the in the AFC North, the Browns' defense alone is a mountain to get over. That is true. They are vicious. I think Miles Garrett really wants to win Defensive Player of the Year this year. I feel like he kind of got snubbed a little bit last year with the with the Watt because it, it was really kind of a toss up between him and and, and and Watt. But you couldn't be wrong either way. Yeah, but I think he he really wants to get it this year. But it's going to be kind of hard when you got like guys like Camille, Khalil Mack putting up six sacks in one game. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So we'll see about that. Um, yeah, I, it was very surprising. That the the Ravens are actually um, producing a little bit better than what I thought because they're so banged up again already 
Odell's out. Uh, they lost Dobbins again. Uh, two starting corners are out. I mean, it's just like it's a revolving door of injuries here with the Ravens once again, but they're prevailing once again on the back of uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Lamar is proving once again he's worth every dollar and then some because, again, that, that Ravens offense is nothing without him. And, uh, you know, we talked about Odell um, earlier just about how he was supposed to come in and really revitalize an offense in some form or fashion. He he can't even stay healthy. Right. So the fact that they're still winning games without him, Zay Flowers is hooping though. I will give him that. Yeah. Zay Flowers is doing his thing, but it's just looking more of the same same type of style from a from a, from a passing standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like now I really don't blame Lamar because it's like. Who was really around him Right And he's shown Time and time again That he's an accurate passer He's finally getting the credit yeah. Of being an accurate passer And a, just, a, just a, a good pocket passer Good quarterback mm-hmm. Than he is an, a, a runner So Like he was doing, going With his contract negotiations He was trying to You know Negotiate with the team That he Every time he's gotten hurt It's been in the pocket mm-hmm. It hasn't been him Running outside You know Putting his body at risk And taking a bunch of Uh Hits that he doesn't have to Like a Josh Allen Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying Speaking of which uh, The Bills just beat down The Dolphins man And we thought I guess coming into This division here In the AFC East High scoring matchup Yeah the Dolphins Would probably prevent I don't know who did you Did you have Dolphins Or Bills winning this division I can't remember I had I believe I had the the Dolphins if I'm being If I'm being honest Okay But yeah I think both of us Were in on the Dolphins And the Bills kind of came in and beat them down in Buffalo this week. It was that that was a little bit surprising to me, considering you know we thought Miami was a better team here. Uh, I think what because uh, Colin, I was watching Colin Cowherd just earlier today. It's just like Buffalo Bills might just be set up just to beat Miami. They don't really have any defensive guys that can stop. Josh Allen in the red zone. Like, he's mm. just so proficient running the ball and passing the ball in the red zone. They really are not built to stop a guy like him in the red zone. So, I just don't know. I guess head-to-head, they might just be a bad matchup for the Dolphins, but they're going to have to try to win out on every other game to to beat out this Bills team. Yeah, no. no I think I think the Bills just, just came a little more prepared because we know that the Dolphins can beat the Bills. They beat, they beat them last year. Right. So... Uh, I think I just think the game plan was solid. Mm-hmm. I think Tua. I think they did a good job at blitzing Tua from his left side, so he had to run to the right. Oh, okay. So that's something that I kept seeing every time he, if you if you if you blitz him on the right, he runs to the left. He can still get a pass off. Mm-hmm. But if you blitz him to the left, he's so heavily left-handed mm-hmm. that he damn near has to contort his body if he's scrambling right. Right. If if he still wants to pass it, he has to contort his whole body just to that, flip his just hips. To, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Kind of get that pass off. And it's and you can tell it's just so like. And I think the Bills picked up on that, so they did a lot of blitzing on the right mm-hmm. side or whatever. Okay, okay, uh, that's a good point. To, uh, uh, oh, watching the film, I love that. You know, um, we out here with it. Great breakdown. Uh, that is probably good thing to notice. I did I did notice that they were blitzing a lot more in this game. Um, they were. A lot of missed tackles, though, by the Dolphins, demonstrate, especially in that touchdown to Diggs, where he three he ran through three guys and just ran up the sideline. That, that was nasty. I work. think I think that game highlighted how much Jalen Ramsey's needed. Right, you right, know? because they they kind of slid through the first couple games or whatever, 
They beat the Patriots, right? Yeah, they beat. The they Patriots. beat the Patriots. They whooped the shit out of Denver. And then who did who who did they beat week uh, week one? The, who uh, the Bills or Dolphins? The, the Dolphins. Uh, let's see. Dolphins. They beat. They would. They've been cruising. I think they. They, were yeah, they beat. Char- they beat the Chargers by two week one. They beat the Chargers by two week mm-hmm. one. So again, they've been cruising. So this was their real test. You know what I'm saying? This was definitely their first real test. They failed miserably. They managed to keep Tyreek Hill in check, and that was the biggest thing, bro. If you can, if you can get to Tua on the left side. That nigga is ineffective, and he's not. Two is not fast. Yeah. To be honest, two is not. Two is not a fast quarterback. He can run, but he's not fast. And he might be still scared of taking hits though, because he doesn't yeah. want to get knocked out of a game yeah. with his head injury. I don't care how much jujitsu or whatever the fuck he was doing this offseason to help him fall better. It's not going to help when a three hundred pound lineman is slamming it, you to the turf, driving you to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. You're right. You're definitely right. But uh, yeah, the like this Dolphins Bills matchup is going to be key going down the stretch. Let me see when they play them again. Oh, so oh, it's the last game of the season. So that may be for the might be a playoff game. Yeah, that might be for the division, and they might have to run it back right then in the playoffs. So that that's going to be very interesting moving forward. Y'all do have to play the Dolphins too this year, so get ready for that. Commanders. I think we I think we do well. Speaking of the commanders, let's segue right into it. Sure. Talk two up, it. two down. I'm I'm perplexed by Sam Howell. Why am I perplexed by Sam Howell? Because through four games, Sam Howell has been great and has been abysmal. He's been good, but he's been but he hasn't been good enough. He's been good, not great. You know? And I just feel like he's been really up and down, which is fine. This is still technically his Rookie season Because last year He only played one game Um, But I do like The comfortability He's having with Terry I do like How Brian Robinson Is coming into his own In the offense And I like Jahan Dawson I do think that Eric Biennemi Is A genius Mm -hmm. Because We already have Two games This season Where we scored Over 30 points I don't think We did that More than three times Last season Really? I'm being completely honest Mm. Our offense was not Hitting like that Mm -hmm. So for us to do that Granted against Well the first one Was against Denver But the second one Being against Philly You know I think that That shows From an offensive standpoint How far we've come But I think y'all May just have Philly's number Because remember You beat you guys Ended the the win streak Last season We might We might Because I'm not I really don't don't, don't I don't understand Why Philly has so much Problems with us I know we have A great defensive four And Chase Young Is starting yeah. to really Play well But they have a, a great They probably have The best offensive line In the league So I don't know How they can't combat that I don't I, I, I don't I don't understand I just think it's A divisional thing Yeah it, It's gotta be A divisional thing yeah. Where I see you Two times a year You know I know kind of What, what y'all wanna, about What you wanna do Yeah What y'all about So I, I'm definitely excited I think The next stretch of games is going to be really tough, but hold on, let me just pull up Washington's next few games. I got you. Okay. So right now you got Bears tonight, Thursday. Dub. Then you play Falcons in Atlanta. Dub. Yeah. Now. Uh, then you got Giants, and then you play the Eagles again, and then Patriots. Okay. So then I think so. I think it's the next set of games where we play like the Forty ers and. 
So after the Patriots, you got you got at Seattle, you got back in New York against the Giants, and you got at Dallas, then you go. got Miami, LA. There we go. Yeah, the Jets. That was this that was the, the stretch Niners, I was talking about. And then the Cowboys. So that's to end the season. That's to end the season. So I really think it's important that we before that streak starts that we're like three, four games above five hundred. Cause you're asking to beat top defenses and I don't know why they would set the schedule up to be so brutal at the end, but <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck, man? Yeah, I mean schedule makers, they know what they're doing though. They know exactly what they're doing. They getting so y'all we, out the way. So these so these wins at the top of the year, we it's very important that we keep them. And I also do believe the NFC East is once again shaping up to be the best division in football again. Yeah, probably outside of the Giants who are probably going to be Abysmal moving forward because they just coming off their horrendous uh, outing against who did they just play? Primetime? Uh, the Seahawks. Seahawks. Monday At night. home. Monday night, and they racked up a, a, a career high 11 sacks Jesus against Christ. Daniel Jones. Uh, man, they couldn't get nothing going offensively. And it was just kind of uh, piss poor. I was honestly hoping Saquon Barkley was going to make a. Make a uh, at least a, a sighting of him this year. Snap but he, count. he was yeah ruled out early through early on in the week, and I don't know, man. The Giants their their offensive line has looked like a turnstile. They have two first round picks on that offensive line, and the guy left tackle Evan Neal out of Alabama has been looking horrible. It's been so bad that he's been like interacting with fans on Twitter, tr- you know, trying to get them to calm down, telling them to boo more and stuff. Like wow. it's it's incredible. Uh, I don't. I don't understand. I think the Giants probably just got a little bit lucky last year with with their playoff appearance, and they got matched up with the Vikings team, who we knew weren't real going Slums. into the playoffs. Slums. So, and it's just it's just a tough schedule coming in this year as a result of a a, a good good winning schedule last year. I, I don't. I don't think the Giants were really going to make any noise, but fantasy wise, I'm kind of mad I invested in them. <laughs> For we'll see. Sake. For but also this NFC East, man, the Eagles are still undefeated, man. They're looking like the, the top dogs in the They're NFC once again. Dominant once again, bro. I don't know what it is they're doing. I think Jalen Hurts is like the the perfect nigga, bro. Like, <laughs> Everybody, literally. I think when you have such success and you're extremely humble, it makes it it makes it even easier to hate on you. To be honest, because like look at Steph Curry, like it's it's the same type of thing. Like, you got this perfect sweat. family, yeah. perfect life. I can't miss a shot. Like, come on. All I do is hustle and grind. Right. And, you know, hard work. It's, we get it, bro. Yeah. We get it. We get it. You know, and that's just that's just me hating right now. That's yeah. all that is. It's all. It's really. It's just easy. It makes it easier to hate. Do you think? Like or, okay, way too early. Do you think the Eagles are gonna repeat and go and go to the Super Bowl? Based uh, on how it's looking right now in the NFC. Is there any team you think is fucking with them right now? Yeah, the 49ers. Mm. Outside of the 49ers, um, I don't I have no faith in a Dak Prescott or a um Yeah. Or yeah, no. Uh, uh, yeah, they're Kirk? They, no Kirk. Cause cause we saw with I mean, they're one and three right now. They're not they may not even make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, whoever wins our division in the South, like, you know, they're they're gonna be one and done in the playoffs. So I don't really see anybody else standing in between these two teams in the NFC. It, we thought it might be the Vikings coming back in, but as as they showed last year, they're fraudulent. Mm-hmm. So it's really gonna be Niners, Eagles, and the NFC. 
AFC is way more chalked up. You know what I mean? You still mm-hmm. got you got you got Bills, Bills, Dolphins, like we were just talking about, and then we still have uh, that chalk loaded AFC West with the Chargers, Broncos, and Chiefs. Right. And then you still got the the North, which might be the best division in football: Bengals, Browns, Steelers, Ravens. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Probably the best defensive uh, division for sure. For sure, and then whoever again comes out of the South will probably be one and done as well in the AFC. But you still you got a lot more contenders than pretenders in the AFC. Yeah, facts, facts. No, that's facts. Through four games, how do you feel about Deshaun Watson? I think he's starting to resurge as the old Deshaun Watson. I I think he just needed to have he just needed to get his feet wet a little bit. You know, he had those what what four games that he played. Last season or whatever, and now he's about to have his first full season since he hasn't played in two years. He's finally getting back to the Deshaun that we know. He's finding Amari Cooper, who was his main guy, really cool. well. There it is. Yeah, yeah. He had the he had a good running game with Nick Chubb. Unfortunately, Nick Chubb, you know, uh, split his leg, tore his knee parts. up against that. Yeah, in that Steelers game, that was bad. But the surgery was successful. So shouts out to Nick Chubb. Yeah, Hopefully we speed a recovery for him. I, I thought he, I, it looked so bad on TV or on the internet. They didn't show it on TV. That's how bad it was. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. But I thought he had tore everything in his knee. Surprisingly, it was just the MCL. You know, I thought it was like a situation where, like, he it might be a situation where, like, he might not even walk again, type of Mm. thing. Like the way his knee bent so awkwardly. Yeah, that shit was that shit was nasty. It was tough to watch, but I'm glad you know he had successful surgery, and we're hoping to get him back because he's definitely him. Outside of it's probably him and him and um, McCaffrey is one two punch is probably the best uh, running backs in the league, in my opinion. Yeah, facts. I would say him and him and Derrick Henry. I think Henry slightly edges Chubb just because of the work he does towards the end of the season mm-hmm. is is nasty. But defenses be tired. This man is just yeah. That takes a lot of. And the fact that he just gets better in the fourth quarter. Bruh, yeah, <laughs> we are tired. Why are you still running? Yeah, over? running everybody over. So I think. Uh, yeah, it's been just a couple teams that have surprised me that have just been bad. Like, we knew the Cardinals were going to be bad, but they're actually very competitive this year. Mm-hmm. Joshua Dobbs has played excellent. Everybody thought that they these these guys were tanking extremely. Yeah, because they cut caught McCoy. He was, you know, he could be a starting quarterback in this league. But they cut him and started to go with Dobbs. I felt like they just were going to run the table with him just because it might be an up-and-down type season but he's actually very competitive he's been locked in and playing very well and this Cardinals team you know has won a game we didn't think they were going to win too many you know moving forward into the season but they're not even the worst team in the NFL right now it's the abysmal Chicago Bears oh and four how do how did oh brother how did we get here with Chicago man I mean I think it's same song man you got a quarterback that's not accurate, mm-hmm. even though they he he balled out last uh, last week. Probably probably played a career game last week. Let's be honest, right? Um, but outside of that, bro, like you don't really have much, man. You don't really have much to go off of. So yeah. you got DJ Moore, who's not probably being used right. Not being used right. Donnell Mooney's still there. He got no running game because yeah. Justin Justin Fields thinks he's the running back. Um, 
And then I think even the defense took a step back. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they're averaging a lot of yards that you can throw on these niggas now and shit. Mm-hmm. That's that's not Chicago Bears. That's not Chicago Bears football at all. You're right. And they're, they're, they're doing a lot less design runs for Justin Fields as well, mm-hmm. which has hindered their offensive production as well. Correct. I feel like they're trying to make him into a pure pocket passer, and that's just not really what Justin Fields is. But I think a lot of the plays Justin Fields makes on his legs are impromptu plays. I think when they do the whole let's let's do this running play for him, mm-hmm. it doesn't work out as effectively as a broken play. I'm about to go for 50. Mm-hmm. We see that, especially at the end of last season, we saw that at least six, seven times. Right. All of those plays, um, Justin Field went crazy, were all broken plays. They were right. never design runs. They yeah. were never none of that. So I think the defense, because they know how fast and athletic he is, if it was awesome design run shit, they would be ready for that shit. Right. But if it's a drop back, oh, 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 fuck it, I'm out. They can't react to that quick enough. And he got the athleticism to get the fuck out of there. Respect. You know Respect. what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and then you 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 uh, you mentioned the defense hasn't been been great. Yeah, you know, it's a, traded, definitely, definitely traded Roquan back. last year. Yep, that'll do it. Um, yeah, for <laughs> sure. And then you don't have any weapons. So, like, you had Chase Claypool, who's been – Bench. Who they traded for? They he's now a healthy scratch from week to week. Piss poor effort that he showed on film. I think the second weekend, it's like if you're not getting the ball, you got to at least put the effort on film because it's gonna show. I out, never bro. seen a receiver complain that was so tra- like you're not even. There's nothing you've done in the league. I was you had a decent rookie year just because you kept scoring the football, but outside of that, there's nothing you've done to. Have this diva like attitude. Right. What are you doing, bro? Yeah. You still got to get it out the mud. Like you want the ball, get open. Yeah. And once you get open, actually catch it. You yeah. be dropping the shit out the ball, bro. Yeah. Like, come on, dog. I don't want to hear that shit. Yeah, he definitely thinks his talent is way more than what it actually what it is. is. Yeah. You might have a body for it or whatever, but you're not. You're not in the gym, and it shows. We see it. Yeah. Anybody who watches football sees it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, he's not even he's not even giving effort like blocking or doing anything like that. Like he, I was I would have sent them home too, especially if you're not productive and you're giving attitude and all that extra stuff. This is professional sports. Nobody's putting up with that. All right, get the hell up out of here. Like. But um, the Giants were a little bit of a shock for them being bad as well. We talked about them. Then you had Aaron Rodgers going down week one, which was the talk of the town for all offseason. That was terrible, bro. I hated to see that, you know, uh, obviously, because you thought, you know, you had hope for Jets fans that they were going to have some type of success with Rodgers. But did I not call it Osei? I said this line was bad, and I said he was going to end up injured before the season even started. I didn't think it would be four plays into the season. Yeah, that's that's... That's pretty well. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't guess that at all. And even if he did play, they would have probably still had their issues. So the fact yeah. that he he was out so early, yeah. But I did like what I saw in, in okay. Zach Wilson. I was getting ready to mention that Zach Wilson definitely turned it around when they who did they just play the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs and quote unquote was out out dueled Mahomes. <laughs> In that, uh primetime game, and he, but he he gave a, he gave a lot of confidence to his teammates. He yeah. instilled in them that he can he can be a a quarterback for this team, and they can win games behind him. And, he can throw and that now ball. they're gonna they're not, they're gonna play for him now. Yeah. You know where it looked like before where they 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 weren't really having his back. They're gonna rally around like, look, man, just if you play like that, bro, we got you. Mm-hmm. If you play like that, bro, I and swear he took we got up you. ownership in the interview after the game for that late fumble on the drop snap mm-hmm. that turned the ball over, basically sealed the game for Kansas City. Yeah. 
And, you know, whether it was like compared to, you know, years before where he where they asked him, you know, do you think uh, you would have played if you would play just a little bit better that it was, you know, on the defense? And he was just like, no. You know what I'm saying? Whatever they asked him, he was just like, no. He just mm-hmm. basically took no ownership as the quarterback. You know, going from that player to the what we saw in primetime this week, huge difference. And now, the right the, the, you know, this team, the right yeah, it, this team is going to rally behind him. I think they're going to they're going to do some damage. And I think the Patriots are probably going to end up finishing last in this division. Was, That's you know, crazy. Yeah, with Bill Belichick. I mean, let's talk about it. Is we're now seeing that it was more Tom Brady than it was Bill Belichick. No question. Because the arrogance and the two egos of these two men butted heads at the end of their, you know, tenure. Yeah. Obviously paid dividends for this Patriots organization. You had the coach. Time's over. You had the coach who was winning, but you had the quarterback who was orchestrating everything on the field. And he was the locker room guy. He had everybody riding for him. Bill Belichick took care of the defense. Tom Brady took care of the offense, which is extremely proficient. He it was always the guy that did more with less. And now he's trying to get Mac Jones to do the same, and he's just not talented he's enough not to it. do that. He's not it. And we are all coming to the conclusion, or we are seeing the greatness of Tom Brady without him even playing. Right. That's crazy. Like, Bill Belichick's record is probably the worst it's been in X amount of years since Tom has been gone. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it really has. And as you said, this might be the first time they finished last in the division, mm-hmm. which is sad. And it, it really brings questions like, not to say Bill Belichick is a bad coach. Obviously, he's a Hall of Fame coach because of Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and... Can he do it? Can he can he get back to the mountaintop? Can he even get to the Super Bowl without Tom Brady? I don't think he can. No. Especially when he's doing a disservice to his quarterback, bringing in two, like last year, bringing in two defensive coordinators, competing for an OC job, and having them run their weak-ass game plans and trying yeah, to come up right. with plays for, for Mac Jones. It just extremely hindered his development as a quarterback. It's just a stupid move. Me, personally, I think Robert Kraft has to take the reins from Bill Belichick as a GM and as a front office personnel scouting director or whatever mm. and just let him coach football. Let somebody else come in and build the team and build the roster and you you take what they got and coach them up because that's really your strong Agreed. suit. You're, you're a better coach than you are GM and it's showing right now without Tom Brady. Yeah, no, facts. That's facts. That's facts. Agreed. Agreed. Um, but speaking of, uh, we talked a little bit we talked a little bit about the Chiefs earlier and how they basically eked out a win against the Jets and how well the Jets play. While we do give credit to the Jets, I've been looking at the Chiefs the past four games, well, the first four games and outside of the Chicago game because they're complete ass. Mm-hmm. They've really been struggling to move the ball, man. Yeah. Well, let's see. Without the with that with with Tyreek Hill has been gone, they haven't been whooping teams. They've just been winning. You know what I'm saying? They've been winning, and the way they've been winning has low key been boring, man. Yeah, you know a lot of dink dunks, a lot of passes in your face. Like we know Mahomes to be that gunslinging, throw a far quarterback, but you can tell since Tyreek has gone, they have completely ditched that game plan. Right, and they are rolling with like a lot of ends. You know what I'm saying? 
it's almost surprising to see Patrick Mahomes throw the ball 20, 20 yards down the field nowadays. Yeah. And that's crazy to and say because you know because how much he's, he's still trying to get acclimated with his new weapons. He's got, you know, a second year Sky Moore. You got Kadarius Tony who never plays. Yeah. And then Valdez Scantling who seems to never get the ball. Like, yeah. he's still, he's been very balanced with who he's throwing the ball to. And that in itself has been kind of scarce, um, scarce in years past because it's been just a Tyreek and Kelsey show for the most part. Facts. So, we're, we're still trying to get used to him distributing the ball around like that. He's been a little bit. He's been running actually a little bit more just to kind of compensate a little bit. And they've just been beating teams by a score, maybe a score and a half. And it hasn't been a complete route like we've seen in the past. And I think that's just it. Just is what that's just how they're going to have to win games. But they're still winning games pretty handily for the most part. They are, but I feel like offensively again. I I, I say that to say not even about. I say that not to talk about Tyreek Hill, but to more so highlight how Biennemi was really running that offense last season. Mm-hmm. I feel like this season through four games, that offense does not look good. It doesn't look crisp. It doesn't look crisp. Yeah. Biennemi had them niggas looking crisp last season without Tyreek. And you could tell with the commanders, even, you know, our offense is looking pretty decent. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think he was more of an X factor that than, than we get credit for, even though it's Mahomes throwing the ball, mm-hmm. the play designs, right. the formations, all of that. I think being to me, Getting your guys in the right spaces, at the space, yeah. right that, I mean, that, that, that it means a lot to a to a, to a good office. guys shine, man. Yeah, absolutely. And bro. they're they're he definitely highlighted his playmakers very well. Not to say that Andy Reid does not nowadays, but it's, it looks a little bit different it right now. Different. He's just trying to scheme guys to where if it's not Kelsey, you don't know who's yeah, having a game. Who's having a game. And it's it's gonna be different guys from from week to week, and that's probably how kind of how they want it right now in yeah. terms of keeping the defenses on their toes. On their toes, yep. So yeah, it could definitely work out, work out in their favor. But I definitely hope within the next coming years they get like a dog. A but do you, I mean, who's like? Let's talk about it. who's stopping them in the AFC. You got a you got a banged up Ravens team. You got and you got the Bills and the Dolphins. You got the Bengals. Bengals could re- be resurgent. You know what I'm saying? I, I doubt anybody in the South is going to come to play and beat them. You know what I'm saying? It's looking like another AFC Championship appearance for them, at least early on. Yeah. It's because it's like, who else at this point? You know, you're right. Yeah, so I mean, right. it's been it's been a very exciting first four weeks of football. It's definitely had has the surprises. Um, we've had teams you know perform better than we thought. Obviously, teams underperform, and it's been it's been it's been a parody of the NFL, like how it is from year to year. We'll be uh, we'll be talking about it. I know you wanted to talk a little bit NBA as we're starting up. Um, preseason starts today for NBA. Um, what did you go to harp on there? You wanted to talk about uh, some of these trades and holiday, right? Yes, 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 yes. Damn, I totally forgot about that. But yes, Drew Holiday got traded in his sleep to the. Um, well, before you before you talk about that, let's talk about. Let's just mention. He was part of the Damian Lillard trade that sent Damian yes, Lillard yes, yes, to yes. Milwaukee. Yeah, break it down. Break it down for me. So Damian Lillard was traded to Milwaukee for several picks and Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday went to Portland. They moved they subsequently moved Drew Holiday to Boston. And Boston now has 
a good little starting lineup with, you know, they got rid of uh, Smart and they brought in Porzingis. So it's going to be Brown, Tatum, Porzingis, and Holiday. That's crazy. To be their starting lineup. And now they still got Williams too? Robert Williams? I believe so. That's crazy. Robert Williams and Horford. That's crazy, bro. There's no reason they're not going to the But it was a a strange uh, story that happened with the trade with Holiday that you wanted to harp on. So let's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like I said, uh, Holiday was literally taking a nap when the trade was announced. His agent didn't tell him, his team didn't announce it to him. And I just thought that was really strange because, again, we, we always talk about the business of the NBA, but I just feel like, again, these people have connections with these people, whether it be the ball boy all the way down to the athletic trainers. So my plea with the NBA is just y'all y'all need to do better. If it's a trade on the board, like tell your players. Drew Holiday is in a and and Drew Holiday is a starting player for your team. It's not like he's a twelfth man bum yeah, or whatever. On the championship roster. On the championship roster, the least you can do is, you know what I'm saying, let them know, hey man. Dame is Dame is coming to town. Just just so you know, we like letting you go, whatever. And what makes matters worse is a couple of days before the trade, he was saying how much he loved Milwaukee and wanted to end his career there. Oh wow, did not know that. You know what I'm saying? He was like, yeah, you know, this place has become really nice for me. Da da da. So, you know, for I know someone in the organization saw that and still didn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, and when. When organizations want to make moves, it's always a business. When players want to make moves, it's always you're selfish. Mm-hmm. You're this, you're that. So let's. I just. I would hope in the future we can all keep the same energy when a, when a player decides to to step off and want to do what the fuck he want to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely uh, a nasty business when a guy gets traded and, you know, you got to uproot your family and you're going to another city. Sometimes guys get traded across the country, you know what I'm saying? And you probably got drafted by a team that you, maybe your hometown team or whatever, and then it doesn't work out and they send you elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And they they really forget the the human aspect of it. A simple phone call, pre-trade, you know, notifying him that hey, this is what we're working out, or at least tell the man agent to tell him. Yeah. You know that we're working out a deal to send him elsewhere. Something, man. And, you know, you call us from the ownership or the GM or something. We appreciate your time here. You're part of our championship roster. We still think of you as family. Blase block something, but the trade the guy and he finds out when he wakes up from his afternoon nap. Yeah, it's, it's kind of disheartening. It's pretty wild. But at the same rate, I mean, he probably knew he was gone because if Damian Lillard comes into town, yeah, you're not at the point in your career where you're about to come off the bench because you're still good, right? In, in Drew Holiday, so it's a it's also a put two and two together situation. So I mean, blessings to both parties. Blessings to both parties. Yeah. Uh, speaking of trades, how do you feel about Chris Paul now moving to? Golden State Golden State man You got two Legendary point guards On the same team now How's that gonna work I I don't know Honestly I don't know how That's gonna work Because the way They both play Is very Contrasting styles Mm -hmm. So Unless Paul is Manning the second unit More than likely I don't really see it Any other way You know That's the only way I see it Because Paul likes to slow down, kind of see what the see what the defense is giving him, and then react accordingly. Steph Curry is a ball of fire; he just wants to run around and do whatever the fuck he wants. He plays more off ball, mm-hmm. or whatever. So it could work out as far as both of them being 
in the same starting lineup right. and it's still working out. But I don't think it's that big of a boost in their overall team. Chris Paul is proving that he can still do it at a high level mm. at this long in his career, but there's obviously been a decline in his offensive. But you don't think he helps, you know, lead that second unit? Because that's where the, where the Warriors initially struggled in is that that bench play hasn't been up the, to par. I mean, he helps them, but, but these niggas still got to make the shots. True. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, how better have they have they gotten year over year? Mm-hmm. What are they doing in the offseason? You know what I'm saying? Talking about guys like uh, like Kaminga. Yeah, yeah. Wiggins. Like the complimentary players, right. if you will. Yeah. You know, uh, Chris Paul can do a good job at setting them up, but they have to execute right. at the end of the day. Are they mature enough? You know, all of that. So we'll see. Like, like I said, I don't think, especially with these bigger trades that's happening, I don't think Golden State is going to make too much noise. Mm-hmm. Even with Chris Paul. They made the playoffs. Cool. Maybe second round. Like, Chris Paul has proven time and time again, if he's on your team, you're not winning. <laughs> That's disheartening. That's disheartening. It is very disheartening. And 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 until the story changes, that's the story. I, I don't get this. Man, NBA Twitter is comparing Chris Paul on the Warriors to Shaq when he was with the Lakers. I mean, with the uh, Celtics. Okay, now nah, that's too much. Yeah, and that's I was just much. like, come on now. That that that's going a little too far. That's too much. Because Shaq, Shaq, Shaq with was the Celtics definitely was washed when he was with the Celtics. Was he was he was washed with every team after he played with the Suns, honestly. Yeah. And the Suns was a crazy decline. So after that, and and everywhere else he went to, he was garbage. He was garbage. So you're not. Chris Paul definitely can still lead the league in assists. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And his yeah, turnover ratio right, is right. still amazing. He can still shoot it decently. He just can't score at the clip he used to score. And he wasn't even a big scorer. Mm-hmm. But it'll be tough for this man to give you I 10 really points. I think he looks to score as he as he once was. As he used to. Yeah, especially when he was playing with Booker and Durant. Yeah, yeah, But he can still give you that that one-two combo if you need it. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think who else is, you know, is making headlines in the, in the NBA. A Boston, man, they look crazy right now after the, the Damian Lillard trade. They get Drew Holiday, Porzingis, yeah. along with the new Max guy, Jalen Brown and Tatum, who's going to be getting Thanks. a Max deal after this season. Did you hear what um, Stephen A. said about James Harden and the Rockets, though? Yes, I did. And how he talked his you way wanna, out you of the Max that? deal. That's pretty crazy. Man, that was that was definitely new information to me. Yeah. I was considering him coming back, you know what I'm saying, as a star, but he definitely he wanted to be scoring champion Harden in the in the mix as he comes back, but I don't think Udoka was trying to have him do that. He wanted to have him have it be a more balanced team with with Brooks and now uh um not August. I'm about to call that man DJ Augustine. Uh, what's his name that we just got from Toronto? Uh, why is his name escaping me? Who's our point guard? Oh, for the Rockets. Yeah, that we just signed. Kevin Porter. No, from Toronto. Oh, uh, 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 Fred. Fred Van Vliet. Van Vliet. There we go. I called the man DJ Augustine. <laughs> <laughs> They Same look, build. They look alike. Different yeah, person. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we got Van Bleet now. So, I, I think he was just trying to to get a feel for where his head was at. And his head is still up in the clouds thinking he's 2018 MVP Harden. And he's just not scoring champion Harden anymore. He wants him to be more point guard Harden mm-hmm. and let the 
And let this you know, young guys thrive. He's trying to go back and let it rip. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're, uh, not, we're not on that time. He said, nah, shut that shit the fuck yeah. down. And he kind of talked himself out of a four-year max deal. Ah, cause that could have been that could have been nice though. You you know you rebuild a free agency. We've got yeah. young pieces and a mix of older vets now. It could have worked, but I, I don't I don't I don't think James Harden is looking for a ring anymore. I don't think so either because if he if he did he would have put his pride aside a long time ago long time with ago. the with the Rockets with with Chris Paul whatever. He wants to win, but he wants to win his way, and I don't understand that. And it's like his way or like you know when he teamed up with Embiid, he wanted to. Be the, the the sidekick, and then when he when he was in Houston, he wanted to be the guy. So I, I don't understand where his mind is at and where he wants to go. And it's just like you just got so much stuff going on off the court. Mm-hmm. He's hanging out with little babies in this strip club. He's in that strip club. He's try, like it's too much for a non-productive guy. And I say non-productive. He led the league in assists last year, but it seems like a shell of himself from, from what from he was. From, yeah. Strictly from an offensive standpoint. He's still a playmaker. He still does that, but we can all see that he missed a step. He's uh, he's lost a step or two. Yeah, and it's just kind of frustrating to hear that he talked his way out of, you know, coming back to where he initially wanted to be and he just couldn't, you know, put his pride to the side and play how the coach wanted him to play. Oh, that's frustrating when it I heard sucks, that. It sucks, bro. I was, I was a little devastated. I was like, damn, we could have got him back. You know what I'm saying? He had a shot with, with Philly, and they didn't really do too much. We could have had him back and really could have been, you know, playoff bound, championship bound. I don't, I, I don't. I mean, maybe – I mean, probably playoffs, but no team is taking that team to the finals. Yeah. Like, let's be real. It, it would have been exciting, exciting basketball to watch to see him – Potentially regain form Average 30 That that would be tough Because I don't even think He can do that again So The fact that He wanted to go back there To see if he could try Maybe he might still have it In him to do it I don't know Mm -hmm. I don't know Yeah it's That's crazy Well We got We got NBA starting up Real soon I can't wait for that To happen in Of course NFL is uh, Underway We've got uh, Commanders Bears tonight Oh brother What a shit show Of a game Stop. That's gonna be Commanders 30 Bears 10 I think this be Our defensive I'm thinking more 24-17 Commanders 24-10 maybe Yeah I don't see the Bears Getting getting too much Offense going No facts So we'll see we'll But see. Uh, we look forward To hear what you guys Thoughts is on this NFL season so far Definitely Let Please us know Please continue to Like, comment, and subscribe And uh, if you see us Out on the street Hit us up man What do you think About some of our takes What are the individuals um, You know Individually If your team's struggling You want to hear us Talk about something else Somebody else Your team a lot, little bit more Let us know man We're, uh, we're doing it Hopefully week by week here going forward. We just had Definitely. life happening. Uh, life be life, and I just moved and whatnot. But, yeah, we'll be back with the content. We'll be way more consistent. You know what I'm saying? Week in and week out with all of the all of the good updates, all of the good NFL and NBA updates. And also MLB updates. Playoffs playoffs just started. Yeah, playoffs. Uh, wild card round just wrapped up, as I mentioned in the beginning. Uh, I should do a probably going overtime and do a little solo drone on that. Playoffs coming up. Because uh, I believe they start their next games tomorrow. So, yeah, that would be nice. Um, so, yeah, you guys tune in for the next episode. We'll catch you guys next time Ooh, on the Old bro. Brother the Podcast. Appreciate y'all. Peace. Get it.